Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. 43. Nick Moore snaps it. Jordan Stout holds it. Justin Tucker wins it for Baltimore. Welcome on in. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G with you on a Monday. Lot to talk about today after a wild week five in the NFL. We got a Monday night football game tonight. The Raiders and the Chiefs. The Major League Baseball playoffs are on now to round two, the division round. We'll get us to baseball today. Uh, Joe's Phillies, my Guardians move on. A lot of NFL, though, we'll start with here, Joe. Um, there's a lot of ways we could go here. I mean, I know we're going to have a discussion on this Tom Brady uh, roughing the passer and where the NFL is going uh. now. But, I, I mean, one of the big stories from yesterday, though, is the NFC East, right? Looked at for a couple of years now as one of the worst divisions. You have the only undefeated team, the, New York, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. You have a Dallas team that went to Los Angeles and won yesterday because that defense is for real. Five straight games under 20 points allowed for the Dallas Cowboys. And then the New York Giants. I mean, you brought up Dable a lot during the summer, what maybe he could be. I don't know if any team made an upgrade that big. You know, I I think about like A.J. Mm -hmm. Brown versus Jalen Rager, but like one person over another going from Joe Judge to Brian Dable has changed the franchise. And Joe, the Giants are obviously live for a playoff spot at four and one. But that NFC East right now, uh, one, two, three, it's looking pretty good. Just by saying the name Joe Judge makes me chuckle. It does. Now, I, the NFC is so mediocre that I'm also not sure that all of those teams have been truly tested. And that's mm-hmm. something we questioned. It, it's been to their benefit, the Eagles, with that schedule. And, it's, uh, and, you know, for some of the talking heads like us, it's to their detriment a little bit, too. How much have they truly been tested? But they get out of there with a win, even though there are a lot of things pointing on, pointing to like the injury report and just the overall feel of that game that they were really looking ahead to next week. Cliff Kingsbury uh, covers, covers, does not win at home because he never wins at home. It's unbelievable. A I, I, it's like a full year I wonder, I wonder where the Cardinals are, like at the front office level. What do they feel about the state of this team? Because they're just there. They are a wallpaper. They're just there. You give them a big number. Once in a while, they'll cover the spread. They'll cover the spread for you. But going against a really good team, a really good coach, they have no shot to win. Amazing job by the Fox TV crew, by the way. To to get the it was Amendola, right? He kept fading it, fading the kick. And to notice that before the game and to bring that right before that big kick, like you could see it. They were calling it in the booth exactly what was going to happen. But you're right. The NFC East... Worst call by me of the entire day was Cowboys-Rams. I was expecting a lot more from that Rams team. And I know Cooper Rush is going to get headlines, and we talk about him because his name's Cooper Rush, and because the Cowboys are sitting 4-0, mostly without Dak Prescott. But that is about the Rams. 
sometimes we say, was was that game more about the winner or the loser? To me, that was more about the loser. Now, Pars- Parsons is unbelievable, and he should be your favorite right now for the defensive player of the year. We'll see what the uh, situation is with Nick Bosa here. But, yeah, no, that's – you look at that game, Cowboys at the Rams before the season, and even before that game, they're five-and-a-half-point dogs and they pull off the upset. We saw a lot of that yesterday with these bigger dogs uh, getting home. And, uh, yeah, that see, the, the Giants won. I'm not trying to take any credit away from them because you know how I feel about Dayball and just what he's done. They did that without any receivers. They did I that know. without any starting cornerbacks. Like that, that is the really impressive part. They did it with the, with the Daniel Jones, clearly not 100%. And some of that is on the Packers, but you do have to give uh, the Giants a whole lot of credit. It's just the way it goes. They're going to play too many games against each other. We're going to end up saying, I don't know, midway, two-thirds of the way through the season, that one of the re- these three teams is a fraud. Probably not fair. One of them is going to fall off, though. They're, that's for damn sure. And we get Washington on Thursday. We can just say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one team is bad in that division, but... Joe, the Dable thing, I, I'm so impressed with what he's done so far yeah. with the New York Giants. To have him at 4-1. And, and he has Daniel Jones playing mistake-free football. Now, Daniel Jones is not in the MVP conversation. Nothing special. But he's playing solid quarterback. I mean, this is the best he's ever looked. I mean, running the football at, on a bum ankle yesterday, throwing it. I was impressed. He's made Daniel Jones viable despite no wide receivers. They're running the football. They're playing defense. And how about the staff he put together? Mike Kafka, offensive coordinator. Wink Martindale, defensive coordinator. That play at the mm-hmm. end, that was a great call to blitz Rodgers off that side, and the ball got knocked down. But it's funny you mentioned, you know, you're down on the Rams. Packers looked bad yesterday trying to hold that lead. You know, those two teams, the NFC is weird this year, right? Because you have some mediocre teams mm-hmm. rising, Giants, Cowboys, Eagles at the top. But then the Rams and the Packers, it's like, guys, you're going to wake up or are you going to let this season just fly away? Because the Packers looked terrible yesterday. Rodgers was right two weeks ago. He said, we can't keep winning like this. Well, he's part of no. it. He's missing throws in that game he should make. So those games, man, those blew up. Um, I imagine people on straight bets, you know, with the Rams minus five and a half. I'm no, I know it blew up teasers with the, the Packers. Oof. It blew them up. Yesterday. Oh, dude, I'm teasers. I, I can't. So, I, you know, last week I come into the show and I, and I give you all this data about how they've actually been hitting, even though people are complaining about them. I think I'm done. Like, seriously. And I know that's what they want us to think. Like, I, I might be done with them. The Packers can't win. They just can't win straight up against the Giants. That's all you needed for them. And the Vikings one was a sweat. The Vikings teaser was a big-time sweat. They're up 21-3 to on the Bears. The Bears come back and tie the game. Like, it was it was just crazy. It was crazy. Um, Yeah, yeah 21-3. to you know, Did the Bears take the lead? I forget. It didn't matter. Uh, because yeah, I think they scored 19 unanswered. Yeah, yeah, it was 22 yeah. 21, right? 21 20, something around 21 there. 21 to while. three, it was 21 right, to three back. in the second quarter, and then on the live line, they were 20 30 to one on the for money line in uh in game betting. But but you know, Cousins starts off 17 for 17. I mean, okay, we got the Cousins game, and then all of a sudden, Michael Lombardi always talks about that middle eight and the Bears. Touchdown, missed field goal for the Vikings. Touchdown yep. to start the second half. Uh, you can completely flip a game 
on its head. That's what the Bears did to get back into it. Vikings pull away with a stupid strip up the sideline. And I bring the Vikings up because we're just talking about the Packers and we wake up today and the Vikings are the new favorite in the NFC North. New favorite. Well, they've got to win over them, right? Win over them. They're up mm-hmm. one in the division anyway. So yeah, they should be yep. right now. They've they've looked since they got beat up by the Eagles on Monday night. They've rebounded. It hasn't always been pretty, right? It wasn't pretty yesterday. It wasn't pretty in London. It wasn't pretty against the uh, the the Lions at home. But they got through. That they've won those football games. Joe, we've gone seven minutes here. We haven't mentioned it. We made a big thing of it last week. It was the kiss of death. <sighs> we are out in Circus Survivor. I'm not. I'm not going to live this down for a long time because. Really? We, as a we, as a group, we saw that we saw the potholes in our in our thinking, and we just ignored them. Eight straight wins mm-hmm. for the Texans over the Jaguars, and we 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 talked our way through it, and we said, "Well, it was different quarterbacks and coaches," and that's true. But that team stunk yesterday, <laughs> and the Jaguars are not trustworthy yet. They're on their way. Doug Peters is a good coach, but man, Trevor Lawrence, this is now three of the five games he's missed a lot of throws. He missed a lot against Washington. Last week, we gave him a pass because it was a monsoon, but he missed a lot of throws yesterday, Joe. They had chances to just score a touchdown. I can't believe we're out on the Jaguars when the 49ers were sitting there. We, I think we overthought, we overthought it. Like We have a Niners team whom I could see ending up in the Super Bowl against a Panthers team in the mix for the number one pick, and we didn't do it. We went to the Jaguars. I do want to have a conversation some point today about survivor strategy because I just something really dawned on me yesterday. And I, I will admit, you know, Paul was in the dumps about the Jaguars too. And he he's not with us today. RIP. No, no, just kidding. He's not dead. He'll be back with us. <laughs> not that serious. <laughs> no, he's just off today. Um, say with Aaron, just off. Nobody's dead. I don't think. Uh, but yeah. You know, and and my overall premise is I think I give too much respect to the point spread at times, especially with contests that have high variance and you need the popular plays to go down to get closer to your goal of winning and hanging around in the very end that I give way too much credence to the point spread. And I look way too much into things. I I, want to talk about that. But yeah, I got to admit, I, I did say to him, yeah, bothers me too. But I also never thought we had a chance. <laughs> no matter what was said on the to show, go the I never. Whole way. To go the whole way. I, I, I just think it's very hard in a contest like that to come up with an agreement week after week after week on one play between four to five different brains and to get to get get through unscathed for the entire season. I, it's very difficult. Um, it could have happened. I, you know, it's possible we were live because we made it that far to week five, but most people have not. Wouldn't surprise me. We'll see what happens tonight. But uh, there's a lot of polls already. 90% are out. 90%. But you're, we saw it. And you better believe that uh, this Jaguars thing's coming up during BetQL court today. Because I am, yeah, it stinks. It stinks. I'm out in every survivor pool that I'm in. And we knew better. This... This is the team that gets everybody every year, every year. And we wanted to ignore it because we saw seven. We'll get into it more coming up. But, yeah, very upset with myself. You look at the box score. Jaguars dominated the game. Trevor Lawrence with some dumb, dumb turnovers. Dumb. Uh, The Jaguars defense is still pretty good. We're not going to learn anything. Davis Mills going off the road. You're not expecting a lot there. Damian Pierce, got to give him credit, man. That guy, that guy's a baller. Late in the game when you need him to come through, comes through with a touchdown, doesn't give up on his runs. 
he might be your offensive rookie of the year. We'll see. A lot of season to go, but uh, Pierce looks good for them. And then, of course, their other high pick, Stingley, with the with the interception of Trevor Lawrence for the first time in his career. Yeah, I, I think we should save the discussion on Brady and what's going on with refereeing in the league, and even the Teddy Bridgewater thing yesterday. Oof. Let's save that for the, our next segment. We'll, we'll spend a lot of time on it. But the, I think we could talk okay. here about the coaching decisions yesterday. Joe, it's interesting. You know, there's so much reaction to all these aggressive coaching, all coaching decisions that happen. And then sometimes it goes the other way. Like I, I, two games yesterday, the Staley decision on the fourth down, right? Staley's been, since he took over, he has been aggressive. Mm-hmm. And he goes for that fourth down. They don't get it. They still win that game on the missed York field goal against the Browns. And then the other one last night, Bengals and Ravens. See that the idea of who's taking the points, who's not late in that game. It ends on the Tucker field goal. But <laughs> it, it, it's interesting because so many of these Ravens games have gone. Harbaugh, I think, has made right decisions and it's gone wrong. And then you watch them last night. It's like th- th- these coaches, every game, they're so close. It feels like these decisions are, are what's it's deciding these games. It reminded me of betting with Harbaugh last night because yes, you've got to be consistent, stick Mm -hmm. to your process. If you start changing your process from one week to the next, and then you, you flip again, you can easily get caught with that same pro with your process, catching L after L after L things are going to bounce your way. That is something we all know about betting. They're going to go against you and they're going to bounce your way as well, but you've got to stick with the same process, especially if you're doing it right. Harbaugh was doing it right. We didn't even talk about him last Monday because it was off our radar. We didn't understand that there was going to be national outrage against John Harbaugh because he did the right thing. Okay. And it didn't work for him. And because it didn't work, and it feels like since everybody seemed to come down on him nationally, or a lot of the the talking heads that people pay attention to, he flipped his process. And while flipping his process, he was wrong again last night, wrong again. And then on the other side, you have this moron Zach Taylor doing the Philly special. What, what the hell? This guy, oh, he's a clown. People are going to point at the Rams. They cover the point spread, so maybe people won't kill them as much. But they're also two and three coming off a Super Bowl run. I am not impressed with them at all. Going against that Ravens defense, I know they're getting healthier, and I trust them more than most. But you have all of those weapons, and they put up 17 points last night, and you faced the Ravens with the bad Lamar. Lamar had so many open touchdowns, and he could not hit them. Could not hit them. Things were breaking your way, and you still couldn't beat the Ravens. They scored 19 points. You still can't beat the Ravens with all those weapons you have. You have Joe Mixon. Now now you decide that you're going to go away from him at the two-yard line. Let's try some Philly special because I wrote it down in the offseason. I said at some point we're going to do this. What a clown Zach Taylor is. And that was obvious. Even People just sit there and give way too much credit. Oh, they made the Super Bowl. That means it's a great coach. No, no, no. You've got to watch the games. He's leaving so many points on the field in every single game this year. We have seen not good coaches make the Super Bowl. Let's be real about it. John Fox yeah. made a Super Bowl. Gary yeah. Kubiak made a Super Bowl. <laughs> you don't have to be a great coach to make John, uh, Jim Fossil made the Super Bowl, right? Like, you don't have to be a great coach to make the Super Bowl. You get on runs. Joe, after watching the first five weeks, I won't be shocked if both teams that made the Super Bowl last year missed the postseason. Missed the playoffs. I mean, yeah. that Rams offensive line can't block right now, and Stafford is make, it's just struggling back there. Now, I think the Rams have a better chance, but – they both could miss. They both that that Cowboys Rams game that could be a tiebreaker. If they're both at nine and eight, 
That could be a tiebreaker game for the playoffs that the Rams just lost yesterday. So the Super Bowl teams from last year in a bad way. We got a ton to get into today. We'll continue the NFL discussion. We got to talk about big picture stuff in the NFL next, including that Tom Brady play, which, I mean, it was our Falcons covering, so I'm I'm all about the cover. But, man, that is a ridiculous call on Tom Brady. And then the decision on Teddy Bridgewater. Is the NFL going too far mm. now after the Tua situation? A lot more to come. Joe Ojo G, this is Beck UL Daily presented by BetMGM right here on the Beck UL Network.